the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for participating in actively pursuing your retirement. There's a lot of things that are certain in the world, death and taxes for sure, right? But what our golden years look like, not very sure or, or known. You popped out of your mother, into the world, wah! The path to retirement or the path to death is not very clear, depending on what country you're born in, depending on the color of your skin, depending on the education of your parents, the education that they give you. Nothing seems to be set in stone. As investors, I'm asking you, when you're working from age 20 to 60, put food on your plate. Yes. Put shelter over your head. Yes. Do travel. Do try to find love. Do fall in love. Maybe make a child if that's your thing. I don't know. I know people who are like, I just want to live without a kid. Who wants to change diapers for three years of their life? Trending headline. Child still in diaper after five years. Who wants to change diapers for five years of their life? Not me. So it, it depends on who we are. And as investors, I, I've been you know playing with this the show theme of the day, and I, I can't figure it out. But I think it's 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 probably something along the lines of we're all different. I'm not a greed pursuer, not in any way, shape, or form. I'm not trying to walk home today. You know where I'm greedy? Not where I'm greedy. No, 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 no. Um. Where greed kind of tickles me is in things like, you know, people who bet on horse races or people who bet on uh, Super Bowl uh, um, charts kind of thing, you know, pick numbers. And I don't even know the name of it. But when when you put me on something like that, you put me on a cakewalk and I could win a cake and all I'd have to do is beat some little six-year-old kid to a chair. That kid's going down. That's where I get greedy. Like stupid, cheap stuff. That I don't really need, but man, you throw in a little stakes and I'm in. But I, I bring this up because I think what I want you to think about right now as an investor is quality versus quantity. Um, I don't think you have to own every stock and like, hey, one of them's going to be a big winner. I don't want you to own too many. Uh, whether it be an exchange-traded fund, a close-in fund, whether it's a home, what's your approach? Are you a quality person? Are you a quantity person? Are you, for me, I'd rather own the best company than the next one who's going to knock them off. Because in the game of Monopoly, if you're getting the best properties, you're getting the best rents. If you're getting the best rents, the other teams have, you know, risk exposure landing on you. Quality versus quantity. Quality versus speculation. I would be pretty honest with you. The times that I speculate, like let's say there's a horse race tomorrow and I'm bored out of my mind. I go, I bet horse, and there's a commercial during the horse racing. Um, 
download this app and get fifty free dollars. So you download it, you give them your credit card. Wow, there's well, the the trick is fifty for fifty. So you're, you're saying I'm only getting about fifty. I got the free money. Let's bet on horse number six. Or the gray one, or the one with a name that's kind of funny, or the one that's got the jockey who's won the most races in the last, whatever your thing is. I'm not, I don't speculate. I don't know these horses. I've never seen them run in their life. Um, only person I would bet on running is me. <laughs> and then I'm not going to get very far before I kick over and die, right? So what type of investor are you? Quality? Or do you want, are you a, I know someone who, he watches sports and I'm like, who, who, who do you want to win tonight? And he always wants the underdog. And he's only happy when the underdog wins. That's not me. That's not me in investing. Who are you as an investor? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, 80 million babies could be at the risk of diseases as, as coronavirus disrupts routine vaccinations. Okay, so I saw this out of New York yesterday. And the thing I'm going to get at is healthcare is expensive. And I think we've really, really learned that. And the healthier we are as a nation, the less economic stress we have as a nation. I could tell you that's true about you, too. Uh, if you stay on the skinnier side, you're not going to have complications that are very, very expensive. You may have great insurance. I get it. But it starts to add up. It starts to add up when people don't and they break their legs in situations like that. So a lot of Americans right now are going, I'm not going to go to the hospital to get a vaccination. My doctor's not even open right now. And my child's one or two years old. They could be at the risk of diphtheria, DP, measles, polio. But COVID's not going to get them. We're going to keep them locked up. But they could get meningitis, tetanus, typhoid, yellow fever. Cholera, you name the infectious disease, and I got a story for you. Um, I actually dated someone who had um, typhoid. No, cholera. She liked going to different countries, and it was a. Uh, well, anyway, when you're like, are you infectious? And she goes, kind of. You're like, I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, the Magic Kingdom is going to start opening back up. And again, the antidotal evidence will be fewer people in the parks, right? Um, but things are starting to open back up. I feel we kind of opened um, uh, a deal with the devil. I, we, we must open our economy back up. So Pandora's box is being open. What's going to come out of it? It's going to be slow. And there's going to be a lot of stories that, that uh, morph. COVID-19 environment has changed the way we think as investors. And yet, stock market's acting as if nothing happened in March. Um, March was rough. April was glorious. If we had every month like April, we'd all be retired in 12 months. It's not going to happen. Um, May, now we're starting to get a little stickier. So taking a look at the market numbers for the day, nothing great. Uh, we started kind of sideways. That's not to be expected. 
but we've had a lot of dramatic moves in the last six to seven weeks. We've had a lot of weeks. We've had a lot of months that are the story is very, very different. So taking a look at the market numbers, we see the Dow down about one half of one percent. The Nasdaq down about one quarter of one percent. SP 500 down one third of one. That's giving us nothing. That's 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 like, why did I even show up for work today? <laughs> it, it's not that bad, but you get the idea. Listen to this: a rare Mike Trout rookie card sells for over nine hundred thousand dollars. There's different types of assets. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's real estate, there's commodities, there's Cupid dolls, Barbie dolls from the 1950s in their original boxes. You can make money on it. Baseball cards, it's, it's good luck because as soon as as soon as these things started selling on a more rare level, what they started to do was mass produce them. Same thing with Pokemon cards. At one point in time, the pocket monster had one golden ticket. And if you were able to find that that one golden monster, you were able to sell it to someone else for a ridiculous amount of money, even though you bought it in a pack of bubble gum for 50 cents or something like that. I know they don't cost 50 cents anymore. But anyway, I wouldn't count on baseball cards for your retirement is what I'm trying to say. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I think the theme of today's show, from lack of a good story inside of the stock market, or from lack of a good story about international trade, uh, we're kind of sideways, but again and again and again during the show, I've come up with, um, be careful. If you think you're going to be the guy who goes out and buys baseball cards every year and that rookie turns in to become a giant, it, it, it's all mass produced now. And there's too many people doing it because they, that game has been played. If you think you're going to watch TV and you're going to see Tyreek El Musa, and his ability to flip a property. Oddly enough, there's 10 episodes per season. And oddly enough, there's 10 properties. And oddly enough, if you think you're going to be that guy, and you don't look at those shows and cringe like, oh, they're making this look too easy. And then like, oh, let's go to more mortgage lender. And this is a person whose face is peeled back from so many uh, procedures. You're like, oh, no, it's a character. So Tariq El Musa, he and his wife used to do his then-wife. Uh, a flip show. And they'd go in and show you how easy it was. And people would watch it because, let's face it, it's on TV and we'll pretty much so watch anything. But it is sad to me. And it's one of my legacies is how many emails I get from people like, um, I'd like to buy a duplex. Because um, I saw it on TV. I'm like, oh, not good. Not good. But Tariq El Musa ran a seminar, a real estate seminar in the Bay Area. He's a flip that house national show. And the, the radio commercial buys are, come this weekend to flip that house with Tariq El Musa. He's going to teach you the inside secrets of flipping houses. And you go to the seminar because you want to know the inside secrets, right? Um, same thing with the day traders. Come learn the, from the day trading secrets of the best of the world. They will teach you the secrets that they have never taught anyone else except for the last city. So you go to the Tariq one, the real estate one, 
And what you get is a cardboard cutout. Yeah, there's a cardboard cutout of him in front. He's licensed his image. He's licensed uh, train people. I, I've trained these people. They will help you buy and sell a house. But oddly enough, you're like, oh, they're the real estate agents. Oh, they're the developers. Oh, they're, they've paid to be there. You've paid to be there so you can learn the inside secrets. They've paid to be there so you can get the transaction from you. Be careful. That's my, my lesson of the day. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I am interested is, uh, do we think vaccinations are going to go up or down next year? Will people be more inclined? And there was a, a theory brought up that California is working, a California company is working specifically on a vaccine that's not a needle. So remember when you could get your flu shot by in, inhaling it? People were like, oh, that's great. I'll do that. Oh, it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> oh, give me the needle. Give me the needle. Um, you get the idea with that. But, um, yeah, I'm wondering if people are going to, you know, the, I wonder if that trend's going to develop. That's where we are with COVID. COVID is a disruptor of society. And we wonder what trends are going to go. Again, we know more people are going to work at home. We know there'll be less business travel. Because we have been forced, kicking and screaming into 20 Zoom meetings. We knew the technology was there. It's like, I don't really want it. But COVID pushed us into it. Watch the trends that come out in healthcare. Watch the trends that come out in education. There'll be a lot of money to be made. And my guess is one of the reasons you're seeing big tech move higher is because big tech is embedded in, in telecommunications. Stimulus checks worked, many retailers say, but the bump may be short-lived. Walmart, Lowe's, and Wendy's are amongst the companies that said they saw a big bounce in spending in April. Remember when the government started talking about, we're going to send every American $1,200, who's eligible? I thought you just said every American. I said, who's eligible? Retailers were hesitant to uh, forecast sales going forward. We're not out of the woods yet. It's we're not. Watch the trends, and there's going to be money spent. We're not going to go to a zero sum game of money in the world. We're not eliminating cash. We're not burning it. It's going to shift somewhere else. So Walmart's call. The CEO Doug McMillan said the big box retailer has seen different phases of shopping during COVID. They've seen like the lockdowns where people get essentials. They see, they've seen the people buying more TVs after they got a couple weeks into the, the lockdown. And they're like, oh, I have nothing to do, so I better improve my TV. Uh, clothing, we've heard the stories of people buying tops but not bottoms and pajama sales going through the roof. So they're saying there's some, there's some trend here. And again, whether it's Lowe's or Best Buy, Target or Apple, uh, Chipotle. Chipotle said on their earning call, uh, CMG, by the way, publicly traded company that there's consumer fatigue. So people are getting fatigued with cooking in their own house. Uh, My kids got the most unhealthy pizza in the world yesterday. And um, their mother's away, so we got the bachelor boys most unhealthy thing in the world. Uh, My kid's learning about cooking right now from his school teacher, Mr. Negro, Roberto Negro. I'm his school teacher. I'm teaching him Spanish and cooking. 
and many, many other things. But um, we went with a bacon pizza. And uh, the kids looked at a bacon, pepperoni, sausage, or like a meat lover's thing, like, ah, 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 kind of thing. Like, back, mom would be like, you should get some, you should get some pineapple on it. I'm like, no, pineapple should not be on pizza, period. Canadian bacon, I don't even like Canadian bacon. I like my bacon, the old back of a pig. Good old American bacon. I know you're saying you're kidding, right? I am. But my kids looked at me afterwards and like, that's delicious. They had never had bacon on a pizza before. They rarely get pepperoni on a pizza. But um, for them to say that's delicious, basically, like, getting restaurant food is so good. And I'm like, dude, do you not like my cooking? And he's like, not really. <laughs> so there's fatigue. And that, a lot of that's the stimulus checks, but a lot of it, like, they, the, the, the trends that we're seeing coming out of retail, we don't know yet. Because there was the, the pre-lockdown, then there was the immediate lockdown, then there's a couple days after lockdown started where we wanted to get out. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. American billionaires got $434 billion richer during the pandemic. Wow. What do they say about the rich getting richer? 70% of Dubai companies expect to go out of business within six months due to the coronavirus pandemic. About half the restaurants and hotels surveyed expected to go out of business in the next month alone. Three quarters of the travel and tourism uh, that companies were expecting um, just not there. So uh, the thought on that in my head is something to the tune of, you know, let's t- look back at Dubai. We know they're in the Middle East. We know that they're building an island. We know that they're building buildings on top of an island. They're building lakes on top of a building on top of an island. And they're getting a lot of people to come to their country and spend some money as tourists. Um, some of the best world, it's the world's best golf courses, things like that. So, yeah, hey, that's a lot of companies going bankrupt, though. 75%. So it shows you that there's going to be like a, kind of a lingering thing. Now, where in the United States do we have some economic tourism? San Francisco, um, New York City, right? There's going to be more damage coming as the travel, the lack of travel or the slow return to travel plays out. But then again, this week and last week really started opening up the country again. And I would say the headlines are competing with each other. Good economy or better improving economy, people out spending, people aren't dying as much, but some people are. There's a spike in Southern California. As Southern California opened back up. um, So the headlines are starting to compete with each other there. 800-516-1220 to each call on the air. I'm not sure. Do we have Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com? Ah, holding on, Tony. Unemployment rose in all 50 states in the United States, all 50 United States in April. I'm having some tongue twisters today. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as an investor, I've, I've made a career out of saying you need to be in the market when employment's good in the United States. You need to cut back a little bit of exposure to the market when unemployment's high. Um, and again, exposure to the that's such a broad phrase. Like, is that exposure to the growth stocks? Is that exposure to value stocks? Is it exposure to big tech? What exactly are you saying, Rob? I'm saying that 
part of my investment thesis is dynamic. And one of the things that I look at, it's employment. Because if you're employed, you tend to say, I want to go to a restaurant. Whoops, can't go to restaurants. If you're employed, you tend to say, I want to go on vacation. Oh, you can't go on vacation. If you're employed... So the employment's important when the other parts of our economy... It's showing you that it does work together, right? Let's bring in Tony Mendez. When you're employed... You need a roof over your head for your job so you don't look like a vagrant street person. I feel like I've been in lockup for seven years. I sent you a picture of myself to update you, Tony, and you said you look like a homeless person. I'm like, thank you. But I have a job and I have mortgages. What's going on in the mortgage market, Tony? There's really only two black clouds that are hanging over the real estate market right now, and that's the lack of inventory and the pullback of some of the products that uh, are available to purchase homes. Other than that, uh, you know, home prices are going up, credit scores for mortgages are going up, um, and rates are great. So there's a lot of demand right now for a few amount of property, and sellers are sitting back going, what are we going to do? And, uh, you know, bidding wars are back up. 41% of homes right now are seeing bidding wars. So it's looking pretty good as far as sellers are concerned. So we don't have to get into too much details about my personal mortgage history, but mortgage rates have gone lower essentially in all 25 years of my, my life as an adult. They've they've marched lower from ten percent to nine percent to eight percent to seven six five four. I was like, wow, that's never going to get. I remember when it was ten. My dad would love this because my dad went from like twenty percent down to ten percent in his life. Um, where's the thirty year mortgage right now, Tony? Freddie Mac does a survey called the Primary Mortgage Market Survey. It's 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 really a benchmark kind of trend that we watch. It's a three point two four percent on the thirty year fixed. All-time lows. Uh, unfortunately, it's not there for everybody. A lot of those uh, um, rates for people who are getting cash out or have investment properties or in what they call high-balance conforming or jumbo loans are looking at slightly higher rates because of the way that investors are looking for upfront money. They're looking at the CARE Act and saying, you know, people can go into forbearance, and we want our money up front. So some of the risk levels are causing higher rates for people who have slightly higher risk factors. Yep. But for the majority of the people out there, rates are in the low threes. That's amazing. And I don't want it lost on our listeners right now that that wasn't available in my father's lifetime. It's only available to me right now late in my financial life. I look at my financial life as age 20 to 70 or maybe halfway through my financial life or 20 through 60. Um, how about home prices? Because I'm seeing the conventional wisdom. No one's got a job. Landlords are going to be defaulting. Renters are going to be saying, I'm not paying. Uh, it should be a mess. And yet, it's, it's been moving higher uh, pretty consistently. What are, you, what are you seeing in home prices right now on loans that you're putting together for people? Well, uh, Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist at National Association of Realtors, he basically said, listen, or at the... Uh, yeah, no, uh, they're still attracting buyers and boosting up home prices, quote unquote. And that's what's driving home prices right now. Uh, and it's everywhere. Um, you know, you get companies like Facebook that's saying, oh, we, we want 50% of our employees to work from home or 50,000. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's driving people to smaller cities and in places where people can work from home and buy bigger houses and t- take a pay cut possibly, but still afford a house. So we're seeing that across the nation and we are seeing home prices go up as a result of that. And 
there's a lot of predictions that maybe as we start seeing how unemployment is trickling down into the economy and whether or not more foreclosures hit the market and whether or not inventory is going to affect home prices. But at this pace, with the pent-up demand, we really don't see anything, at least in the six months, but you know, 2021, you know, that, that's a whole different story. We don't know what's going to happen. You've been around this business for a while. Um, I saw a headline the other day, and it, it's tied towards Google. I've got Google alerts on all my favorite companies. And uh, anytime big, interesting news hits, I, I want to know about it. But Amazon's uh, selling out of their micro homes. What a crazy idea. Um, the younger generation is saying, you know, I- I'm good with 400 square feet. <clears throat> I don't need 800. I don't need 1,600. And Rob Black bragging about growing up in a 3,000-square-foot house when he was a child repels me. Um, are you seeing any trend in the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years on the people who are getting mortgages, are they going bigger? Are they going smaller? Are they going more towards the city? Are they going more towards the, the you know twenty five miles away from the big city? What trends have you uh, and maybe anything that just surprised you in the last 10, 15, 20 years? Um, you know, the Bay Area when I first got here, of course, everything surprised me. Uh, what people were doing, how much money was Sticker involved shock. in transactions, and the you know as far as you know smaller homes, micro homes. Uh, A lot of people are actually buying those for their backyard, and they're renting them out. Uh, People are now talking about, uh, hey, that garage in the back, that could be converted to an ADU, accessory unit, and you can get some rents. Um, So the trends are, nationally, home home sizes have been getting larger over the years. Many years, they keep getting larger. But in urban areas, you know, people get what they can. It's all about affordability. And if a microhome is the affordable type of property, that's what they look for. It's all about the land, too, where they're going to put it. So people aren't just going out and buying a chunk of land and putting a micro home on it. I think it's homeowners that are doing that and putting it in their backyard. Tony's been my friend for 25 years, uh, basically college days. And um, he's a mortgage lender. And 25 years ago, I said you need to get. 20 years ago, I said you need to get out to California because there's a lot of added mortgage lenders. So this is what you do for a living, and you're giving us some good insights. Any last thoughts before we part today on what you're seeing? Um, if people want to find you, they can find you at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Any last thoughts? Well, I, I mean, if I was a, I would look at this environment as an opportunity. As I kind of look at everything as an opportunity that if you're looking to buy, there is going to be more inventory in the market. We're going to have what they call a late spring. And that is going to offer opportunities to people who have been looking at these low interest rates and saying, we need to buy a house. More inventory is going to hit the market. I would get prepared because these tight guidelines are going to continue. They are temporary, but we don't know how long that temporary is going to last. So just get prepared, talk to your professional, and uh, don't expect it to happen right away. Just be prepared. Yeah, that's something about your industry that makes me a little crazy. <clears throat> and you and I were talking yesterday about like uh, the Payroll Protection Act and our companies spending that money. Or are they holding on to it? But I, I, I was trying to explain to you like people are holding on to it because the government keeps changing their terms and it's terms changing in mortgages too. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's looser. So, like Tony said, get ready. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. 20 years ago, when I came into California from the East Coast, um, I was shocked at, you could actually do stories about mortgages. 
on the East Coast, it's the most boring thing. Like, get me whatever I need, but I want the big house with the hot tub and the, the poplar tree in back. Got to have the poplar, otherwise, no deal. And you're like, whoa. Um, but here you can talk about rates and you can talk about what people are buying and what the transactions are. How are people settling? It's a big story out here. Interesting, again, how your region affects you. From Texas, you probably own a gun. From Northern California, you probably don't. If you're in Texas, you probably want a bigger house. In California, you probably want any house. Um, regions do affect this stuff. So you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The 30-year fixed mortgage right now sits at 3.24%. 3.24%. I'm good on my mortgages because I've got them pretty close to that level in the last five years. But if you haven't, you should think about it. Cost of money is really cheap right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I was just having an interesting conversation with my producer. Tony Mendez brought up questions in his head as a younger man. He's still figuring out what in the world's true, what in the world he should believe in. Should he own a home? Should he not own a home? Should he be a renter? Should he be more... Well, I'm in my 20s. I should be able to be like a butterfly and go live in Southern California and live in Texas and, and see the world before I settle down and buy a home. There's no right answer. I wish there were. I wish there was a book on this called Right Answers and published by a broad black in your money. I'm just trying to get you to retirement. We all kind of do things a little bit differently. But when I was talking to him, he kind of brought up a commentary where a lot of his friends kind of like the idea of... Um, investing in homes not to live in, but investing in homes to make money or investing in homes to flip them and trade them. One of my contacts in life, and I would say friends, but I don't have a lot of friends. I'm just not that type of person. Tony's a friend. One of the people that I know is a reality show cameraman. It's pretty odd what you find out. Like, I have a friend who is a guitar player, and I band called night ranger just someone i know just someone i know um they're the guys that did sister christian though the time has come and he's fascinated with me because i got this inside knowledge about money and investing i'm fascinated by him i'm like you played in an arena with thirty thousand people what's that like must be pretty cool anyhow and anyway i am digressing um the point of this was Tony's kind of got that uh, world of mortgages, and he, I was asking what he sees, what's the trend, and then the producer kind of blended in that he knows a lot of engineer-type people who have some good money, and they want to use see housing as a, a trading vehicle that can make more money or a vehicle to create wealth over their lifetime and not necessarily live in. So there's a lot going on, and then I bring in my idea, the idea that I have a friend who's a reality cameraman. and I want to tie this up by telling you that Reality TV is usually 90% fake. So, and just tell you a little bit about that. Um, just from getting to know this guy, he, you know, I ask him some of the secrets and he tells me some of the truths about how it shot the Kardashians. That's not a random day in the Kardashians' life. When they go to the spa, um, they've got some uh, bullet points thrown at them like, oh man. We've been locked up and haven't been able to go to a spa for a while. I bet we're really going to be ugly today. Ha, ha, ha. They have some stuff written for them. <clears throat> but then they also have some drama created, like, oh, there's only one one petty. Everyone can get a manicure today, but only one person can get a pedicure. 
they could get like all of them if they wanted to, but we have to have some drama. And I said, okay, so I get the Kardashians are set up drama. Well, get this. There was a show called Unpoppables. Cute name. Playing on the Untouchables. And it was all about balloon artists and how they twisted balloons. And they'd go to like, they'd set up the drama of like, let's go to Children's Hospital today and we're going to make these kids, you know, uh, the biggest roller coaster band on balloons. They will blow their minds. And these guys can do it because they're, they're artists. But then you have to have some drama. So one of the things they created in the show was one of the artists just happened to have an addiction to making love with people that she doesn't know. And while she's going to Children's Hospital, the next thing you know, she disappears and uh, they're like, where is she? Where is she? The kids need us. The kids need us now. That was a created situation. Um, did they find some things about their host that they could play with? Yeah. Um, I approached um, creative artists, uh, one of the greatest art a- uh, agencies in the United States, to represent me to take me onto a national show because 10 years ago, I, I honestly thought there was some play there. Kramer's getting older, uh, Generation X, and you know, I gave him my shtick, and we we taped a pilot. And watching the pilot, they're like, "You gotta, you gotta scream at people. You can't go into their homes and say, let me see your closet.' And I, I see a pair of six hundred dollars shoes, and I, I see nothing invested that year in their kids' four hundred one k or their kids' five twenty nine plan. I, they wanted me to scream at the people like, what are you thinking about? Your kid's going to die homeless person because of you and your $400 shoes. I'm like, I'm not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I'm just, I'll say, hey, I don't know if I'd have a kid in this world and not expect to send him to college because job market's going to be tough. And $400 shoes is like one class. Reality TV's fake. I, I want to end on this one last thought of reality TV's fake is that a lot of people think they can go in and flip a house. Same thing with flipping house shows. Um, I want to uh, Tyreek. Who's the guy? Um, he and his wife were married, and um, they had a show on TLC or one of the, the home shows, Flipping One Hundred One, Flipping Stocks, Flipping Real Estate, Flipping for Dummies. It's you could put anything that makes us easy money that sounds too good to be true into a TV show, and house flipping. Um, they, they tend to like, oh, and this person's an expert. He knows he knows where to find the properties. It doesn't really work like that. What they do is they find a property that's a fixer upper, or they find a property that has been on. Like there's a house that I saw uh, two years ago for sale in Orinda. It was beautiful. The pictures were awesome. Then you get to the house and you see this massive power line one foot from the front door, one foot from the roof. I'm like, nope, not going to do that one. Uh, Still on the market two years later. So a TV show would buy that house. And then they go, oh, look, there's a power line. What are we going to do? Dun, dun, dun. We've got the we've got the people coming in fixing up the walls, but the swimming pool leaks and there's a power line right there. What are we gonna do? They knew those problems existed. It's also like um, so if, Shark Tank. The people are vetted for hours and hours and hours after the show and before the show by the producers. After the show by the the sharks who want to buy their company or not. There's nothing random about a five-minute elevator pitch coming in and that's a done deal. But the house flipping is one that pisses me off because there's a lot of people like you 
average person who's an engineer who might have a friend working in radio. And like, I saw these guys on TV make $600,000 in four weeks. And all they did was put a fresh coat of paint on it. I could do a fresh coat of paint. (laughs) I want $600,000 in profit. It's fake. Please know that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.